We're at a family wedding, uh, Brown Eye Girls playing, which we can all agree is a song about buttholes. Um, <laughs> and I'm 22 and drunk enough to be regaling my family with this entire Brown Eye Girl theory. And me and Grandma are on the dance floor. We're shalala dying like you do. And I go for it. I dip Grandma. I dip her over, drop the beer, keep the grandma, bring her up. I think, I think I'm gonna be treated like a hero. No, everyone was very concerned for grandma. To the Blackout Diaries, the comedy show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, John Bear Flannery. <laughs> and I'm CJ Sullivan. And each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the drinking and debauchery. And this week it is the perils and fun times of dating a fellow drunk in, yes. in, a, in a relationship. Ups, ups and downs. Yep, ups up. and downs when you're dating a party. Or drunk relations and sex acts. And what other thing that comes out? We have the amazing, hilarious Lauren Vino. Larry's comic and writer, who uh, tells a great story later on in the show about... Some of the pluses and minuses of drinking her, or uh, dating her as a party girl. <laughs> and, and drinking, drinking her. her too. Drink her in. She, crazy. <laughs> drink her in. <laughs> drink her in. She has a great story, and then we'll tell our own personal stories, of course. That We have plenty of, plenty of those to work on, but um, we are here. I am right now recording. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I'm recording in Philadelphia, Sean. This, Dude, this is a great weekend for parties. It's a great you know, weekend Super for parties. Bowl weekend yep. and no better location than where you are, your home city of Philly, during mm -hmm. Super Bowl weekend while they are representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I did a show last night. They're all. It's just. It's just, it's just funny because you could just anytime anytime when something's going bad during my set or whatever, if it's a little lull, I could just yell out the letter E, and then the whole crowd will do an Eagles chant and get themselves riled back up. So it's like it's an amazing crutch to have. With yeah, these it's so great. Yeah, like yeah, I really only have to do two, three jokes, and so now I a night I right. give it up for the first responders. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have them thank the wait staff, yeah, I, and then I lead the crowd in seven Eagles cheers. Seven Eagles <laughs> cheers. Say Cowboys suck, and they're all they're all. About side and everyone is hammered of course here and like you said yeah. like your favorite town when they're when they're sports teams it's so funny it's like it's like kind of like that scene like on uh major league with the cleveland fans like with the when the indians when they go through like all the different places of cleveland like the punk bar you know and then like oh, the yeah, bar, yeah. and they're all rallying around this because last night we were yeah. we were in front of this like it's like uh it was this gay bar with this huge line outside, but they're all hammered, you know. But they were wearing like gay Eagles apparel. Like every did, every like everyone did com have a like comic theme with that. Eagles, uh, Absolutely, no, it was it was great, yeah. you know. And everyone had that comic yeah. theme, and yeah, they would shout out Eagles. But they were also, but everyone's still throwing up and passing it, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> rallying around, like. Well, and I think the Super Bowl is such an interesting weekend uh, for partiers because, uh -huh. you know, we're talking about the highs and lows of being a partier. Because, like, I remember, like, you know, being from Cleveland, the Browns were never in the Super Bowl. Right. I've never actually been to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, never so been. I was always watching the Super Bowl as a uh, objective third party, like just sure. passionate, never had a, a team in it. 
And it's interesting, but you, everyone's eating and drinking, and you really do like around 9 p.m. You got to make this decision as a party, or like, well, you know, I, I got like four beers in me now, and I'm. Do we want to do this? Because <laughs> I'm ready. I'm I know. ready. It's an awkward <laughs> thing. You still have the Sunday scaries, as I say, come oh, yeah. looming over your head, you know, but like, yeah. well, fuck it, we're here. You know, we're doing this. We will, You want to square, you know, you're doing something. Because, right, the Super Bowl itself is always anticlimactic unless you yes. have like a team in it, which no one ever mm-hmm. really does, you know. Yeah. Um, so so the, so the game, is, you know, it's more of a spectacle. It's a party. Not, it's not really football. So, like, you're right. So it's this collective thing. Then, like, then like the, <laughs> those lines intersect between a social, you know, I'm here for the dip and commercials to, okay, this is a football game, and, I'm, <laughs> and we're all getting after it. And whiskey, like, all right, I guess Monday's just not going to happen <laughs> in our this world. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and that's what I love about there's always a discussion about should we make the day after a Super Bowl hilarious. National or, holiday, uh, right. A uh, holiday, which I find so hilarious because it's Basically, the alcoholics and the overeaters going, <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> All right? right. And I I feel there's enough of us. Yeah. You know, if I'm reading the room right. And then the football community, we, like, we well, can get this a holiday. Right. Yeah. Well, we can't. Then they always say, well, "Why don't you just make it a Saturday night?" That's not what we do, okay? The NFL is on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Lord's Day. You can do it any night you want. Well, no, <laughs> we tr- trust me. But then, 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 what do we do with our Saturday nights beforehand? We have to, we have to do the pre-parties. I'm here in Philadelphia. We move everything back a day. Right. <laughs> then we got to start our work week on Monday <laughs> or on Sunday right. if we're going to do it that way. Uh, I'm here in Philadelphia right now, as I said, and Dave already announced. Um, to all this, all the public school children in Philadelphia are allowed on Monday, are allowed to come in three hours late, <laughs> like it's a, <laughs> like it's a snow day. They're coming in, but listen, and then we know you kids might want to enjoy the game, but also your parents need this rest. Okay, we can't we can't have them get right coming in at five o'clock or six in the morning. <laughs> it's amazing that they set that precedent. Like we, no one wants to, uh, no one wants. We to, don't even know if our staff will be here on time. <laughs> <laughs> the doors may be locked when you show up. So right. give give every everybody sleep in a little bit, you know. And we'll try and get uh, get our week started. Yeah, That's so, absolutely hilarious. So we'll see what happens and I'll be here if 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 they win. Like I was here 2 weeks ago um when they played the Niners and like I saw it I saw it all live happen to them climbing the poles and doing you were saying it should be like a orangutan uh <laughs> sanctuary. <A> sanctuary. <laughs> yeah, where they just live up there. <laughs> right. And they are they just crawl out of spaces, so. We'll see and um yeah, it's a big, it's a big. Uh, I guess it's obviously a big drink, big drinking and eating. I like, I like when you said the world's colliding of the drinkers and eaters and saying, "Listen, oh yeah, this isn't on us anymore." We don't always meet each other. We right. meet each other once a year <laughs> here at the su- and wakes and we and wakes and, yeah. and we have, <laughs> Super Bowls are where we intersect over eaters right. and over drinkers. And we have one thing in common: we can't stop ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Now, without further ado, let's get into Lauren Vino's story because she has an hilarious comment. Which is a little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of both. A little bit of uh, food, a little bit of drinking, a little bit of sex, a little bit of everything. She's uh, she's amazing. Yeah. So without further ado, let's hear from Lauren Vino and the night that got away from her. One more time for Sean. It's good to be here. I hate to ask this, but I'm gonna in this room. Um, is are any cowards doing Dry January? No. Yeah. No? Um, I, I came in a little aggressive. Uh, my friend, I, 
You don't have to. I, I won't attack you. My friend's doing Dry January, and I have a bone to pick with her because she's just like, it just makes me like feel better. And it's just like, I'm an adult. You're supposed to feel bad all day and good at night. Like, that's what <laughs> alcohol is for. <laughs> Grow up. Um, no, I'm a hypocrite. I do like... I do like soberish January. I do like drink less January. I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. I, I'm like what you would call, I like to call Chicago sober. Um, that's where the number of drinks I have in a week is the same as the number I tell my doctor. Um, <laughs> six? Good job. I'm going to high five. Um, now, I, I, I am a drinker. I don't really black out, though, so I have a little imposter syndrome on this show. Um, I and uh, not for lack of effort. There are definite, and I do resent this about my brain. There are some drinking events I wish I could forget, like um, one of the drunkest times in my life, which was the family wedding. I got so trashed, I decided to dip grandma on the dance floor. <laughs> Sean and I have the same dance moves. <laughs> um, it's like a drunk move. But um, I, we're at a family wedding. Uh, Brown eyed girls playing, which we can all agree is a song about buttholes. Um, <laughs> And I'm 22 and drunk enough to be regaling my family with this entire brown-eyed girl theory. And me and Grandma are on the dance floor. Where she'll, well, here, let me give you a, um, a paint a picture. That's me. <laughs> not great, not looking good. For, uh, there's another one. It's really not a party until I do something weird and angular with my hands, you know? It's, it's always a bad sign. But so brown-eyed girl's playing, we're sha-la-la-la-ti-dying like you do, and I go for it. I dip grandma. I dip her over, drop the beer, keep the grandma, bring her up. I think, I think I'm going to be treated like a hero. No, everyone was very concerned for grandma. Uh, did not let her dance with me, did not anymore, did not give me another drink. I was not allowed at the after party. So th that's an example of something I would like to forget, but then like when I got... As I've gotten like older, I got further into drinking. Um, I've like, um, I'm not. I can't black out because I am what we in the drinking community would call a puker. Anyone else? Yes, I have a small bones, a weak constitution, and I brush my teeth a lot. Um, but um, no. So there's something about that that just it's like that'll snap you out of it, your drunkenness before you black out. It's you just, it's too gross not to. Um, but I first learned I was a puker in my, early in my drinking career in high school uh, in my friend Robin's basement. Uh, here we are. Um, just kids having fun. Um, and I would get like, I, I got a low tolerance. I would get like four, five drinks deep and I would be in her, her bathroom like with water and crackers. Um, and I almost got us caught underage drinking because the next morning one time her mom found her crackers. But Robin, good save, she covered it up by telling her mom that I like to snack while taking shits. Uh, <laughs> and she bought it. Uh, sidebar, Robin's a mom now, and I was getting drunk with her, just a couple fun mom margs, and she was getting loose, and she told me something that's kind of crazy. She told me that before she had her kid, um, that before before the nurses handed her her baby, they asked her if she wanted them to wipe him off first. Ugh. <laughs> I know, right? And it's just like, I, I thought this was, it grossed me on at first, and then when I thought about it, I was just like, 
this feels too specific to be just like an off the dome question, right? <laughs> it feels like some mom got handed a baby, either wiped or not wiped, had a big old problem with it, took it to the top, and now everyone has to ask that question. <laughs> I haven't fact checked this, but it feels that way. And when I look at it that way, it makes, like, I don't hate it as much. I think that's kind of nice. Like, I think it's nice that if you have a baby, you get to order it with or without the juice. <laughs> Like an Italian beef. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting my baby with Jardinera. <laughs> I'm a Chicago gal. Um, but back to me being a puker. So I, I went through high school, and I went off to college, and I at least learned in college how to prolong puking until the next day. Um, that's the only thing I learned in college, actually. Um, but my last year of college, um, I went to DePaul, um, and I like uh, I moved into my first apartment, which was like an illegal basement apartment below an Irish couple, and I could touch the ceiling with the palm of my hand, and I'm not very big. Um, and um, I didn't... Um, I went the whole uh, year without internet because I couldn't figure out how to hook it up in that little basement. Um, which you get kind of weird without internet for a year, but I kept myself occupied by drinking wine and giving myself haircuts. Um, so that was a weird phase. Don't give yourself bangs ever, but definitely don't give yourself bangs drunk. Uh, there we are. But this was the first time in my life, it was my uh, last year of college, I had broken up with my college boyfriend that I like started like casually hooking up with people and I lived alone, but I was like very nervous and like I, I would have to get very drunk to like make a move on a dude. And when, it was, w when I would do this, again, kind of rookie move, I would let the guys sleep over and the next morning it would be like a race against time to get them out before I threw up. Um, <laughs> It was like Cinderella, but instead of like a glass slipper and a deadline, I had a bitch and hangover and a gag reflex. Am I right, ladies? Um, so on two separate occasions um, with two different guys, I didn't make it. Um, and again, another rookie move, I decided to drive them home. I know, I'm a little sweetie. Um, but yeah, I drove... Uh, drove them home and both times again um two different guys both times i had to while i was driving them home pull over and stop the car and open the door to throw up and both times when i leaned over to throw up i leaned on my stomach in such a way that i farted while puking <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, that shouldn't happen to anyone once. It definitely shouldn't happen two different times with two different people. It was not great. And I hate to sound like the old man from Scooby-Doo, but I would have gotten away with it. If I didn't drive them through Dunkin' Donuts first, what is my problem? Why am I so nice? It was just like, just like, you know... Ben Affleck baby birding the streets of Chicago <laughs> with cards, you know. Um, but so that happened, and I had to, like I had to stop casually hooking up with dudes in that apartment because I was like, that's that that happened twice. Like if that happens a third time, pe that like people are gonna start to talk. Like that's gonna be my thing. Like people will start to talk. They'll be like, oh, you hear about old Vino? Bringing guys home drunk and give them the old puke and toot the next day? <laughs> no, I'm not going out like that. So I slowed down. 
And then my puking returned. Um, a couple years later, I was in a serious relationship with a dude I lived with. Um, and I went out with my girlfriends one night, and I came home drunk. And um, I'll just, this part of the story is embarrassing enough to throw to the audience. Has anyone else ever thrown up while giving a blowjob? Now we can start a story. Uh, does anyone remember? Ooh, let's all get it, not get too excited. Does anyone remember what food they threw threw out? Cheeseburger. Nice. Okay. Oh, See? Nice. You remember it? It's like 9/11. I don't know. But I, I, um, the guy probably remembers it too. But I I ask what you ate because I threw up. What I would submit is the worst t- thing to throw up on a dick, which I threw up buffalo wings on a dick. Um, I know, I know. Um, and need I remind you, I was out with my girlfriends getting drunk, so he had no idea what was coming. He didn't know what I ate. It was a real spicy surprise. And I would argue that this is like the downside of the like trope of the cool girl who can like go out and eat bar food and drink like the boys. She's gonna eventually throw up something spicy on your dick, you guys. <laughs> it's just science. No it's spaghetti. just a matter of time. Spaghetti, that happened to you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, when someone says they don't remember what food, they do. They're lying. Um, or they, um, no, but that relationship didn't work out. Not because of that, but I, 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 it wasn't because of that, but I would argue that that was like maybe an omen, you know what I mean, of future problems. Like, um, but he did become a vegan after we broke up, and, and that made me feel very powerful. Um, but when we were going back and forth in the breakup, he tried to call me a man-eater, and I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure I'm a man bulimic. Um, <laughs> Before I get off, like, I'll, leave you guys, the, I'll get ahead of one question I usually get um, at the end of the story, which was, how big was his dick? And let's not give this man credit. <laughs> Ladies, you can throw up on a micro penis with enough alcohol and the right attitude. Believe in yourself. <laughs> All right, you guys, that's my story. Get y'all back up here. And we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was the hilarious story by Lauren Vino talking about throwing up on a dick. <laughs> I like saying it because that's the title of the story. I love I love fun titles of a story. And that's what she entitled that one. And we, now we have the dick vomiter herself. That's a bad nickname to have. But uh, <laughs> Lauren Vino, welcome to the Blackout Diaries. It's good to be here. Um, it's funny because it's like after telling that story enough times, there's so many people that it's happened to that it doesn't feel as jarring to be introduced yeah. that way where I'm like, no, they're we're everywhere. <laughs> I'm glad they, I'm glad they came. I'm glad they come out of the woodwork. Yeah, wherever. Thank you for speaking. <laughs> representation matters. Yeah, representation matters. Because you do call it out during the during the set, and none of the none of the girls uh, volunteer that information there in front of other people. But you're saying afterwards they cannot say actually. I I, I guess I, it, I it, it it varies. Sometimes you'll get silence and that's its own, you know, mm-hmm. punchline in itself. But a lot of times, right. like, but more often than not, um, there is a, a couple people who claimed it. I did it 
at a non-blackout show, an abbreviated version, um, op- opening for uh, Bye Bye Liver, another drinking-related sure. show in Chicago. And there was sure. a bachelorette party there. And the bride, <laughs> uh, she volunteered her own story, and it was to the guy she was getting married to. So it was, like, both disgusting and wholesome. And it was queso ah. dip. So, you know what I mean? I, I do think that if uh, if a woman throws up on your dick, you either have to get married or never see each other again. No, like right. those are like the no two. No in between. The yeah. Two, uh, yeah. No in between. It's it's that a fork fu- in the road. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny because people did people did love yelling uh, or the food that they did throw up, but that's like a fun like any like Americans just love talking about food anyway. You know any kind of food, and then when you threw out, you're like, hey, who here is throwing up on a dick? Like eh, hands hands under you know they're sitting on it. Like okay, what food have you thrown up? Then then nonstop <laughs> women are shouting burger, McDonald's burger, queso. Like <laughs> people just we bond with that, you know. It's a weird it's a weird badge of honor, uh, for sure. I don't know. Um, I you know I didn't know it would be until I had one. You know. <laughs> Lauren, talk about uh, I, I know this has come up sometimes in Q&A at the live show, but like wasn't there like some sort of concern over whether this could lead to an infection or something like that? So you Googled it and then you like you went to the Internet about advice on this. And I, I remember the answers being really funny. And that, it was it was more just like seeing if this, this had happened before. I was There was no really like concern <laughs> for the, like any, but it was more of a just like. Am I alone in this? Was and, this unprecedented? Were you mm-hmm. the first person to do yeah, this? Yeah, because I feel like if anything, like that's if if, if anything weird happens, uh, especially in, in in the bedroom department, you got to go to the internet for that. Just to, you know, <laughs> right, to, sure. That's like the first place <laughs> you go before just before just to make sure you don't weird out your friends first. Mm. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I like I want to <laughs> yeah. kind of get a temperature of the earth. <laughs> make sure you're not alone. Make sure you're not alone. Just like that. Right. Yeah, it's like I, before I bring this up to at brunch, I gotta I gotta at least test the waters with Reddit, and um, and th- it was. Yes, the internet gave me a, a sort of affirmed you're not alone. Um, but it nice. was a little bit too. There was like a, I think it was a Quora. Do you guys do you guys remember Quora? It's like Reddit, but it's I think a little. I love bit- Quora. Whenever Quora is the top result, it means there's no actual scientific consensus on <laughs> what you've just asked, <laughs> and you're just going to the people. Yeah, it's the point. Yahoo it's Answers of science. So I love I love a question where Google's like, I don't know. We're gonna send you to Quora. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do too, and it's like I still get the like weird spammy emails, and I can't bring myself to subscribe, like unsubscribe, because there's such like a dark like sort of picture of whatever I was googling that like that leak or whatever. So it's just like a a, a window back into my shame. Um, what was the what was the words you typed into Google? Do if you remember, like you, you first I, I like- think it was like um um. Is it normal or like right. is it normal to throw up? Like, uh, and um, ease 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 into it till you get to vomit plus dick <laughs> disease. And it was funny because I think the Quora one, I um, I, I can like actually look it up. Um, but uh, it was like something like, "Is it okay?" And I thought that mm-hmm. was funny phrasing because it was like, uh, like it, right. it made it sound more like moral, you know. Yeah, is it socially acceptable? <laughs> should I should I be shunned for this? Um, that is amazing. 
<laughs> These are hilarious. Yeah, I'm looking at the core is, is it okay to vomit while giving a blowjob? Or that mm-hmm. was the, the number yes, one Yes, that's the one that just, that just came up. I uh, was fact-checking. And then there's, like, yeah, a lot of, like, girly, like, Jezebel, Elite Daily. Uh, yeah. And they're all very in that, like, 2015, like, uh, confessional blog style. Right. Which I feel like it's, like, that post-Gawker <laughs> sort of oversharing Yes. Um, <laughs> style of writing, which is very much like sort of where I started, like uh, professionally writing too. So it's funny to me. <laughs> um, I do like the part who said they. Everyone always asks you about the, like, uh, like oh, what was the size of his, what was the size of his dick? But you're, and like, that's a fine line to say. Like, listen, it wasn't it wasn't a gag thing. It was me. This was me. This is what I did this to my own body. <laughs> this is my vomiting. My vomiting was me. I had nothing to do with. Don't don't uh, you know? Don't flatter yourself. Don't flatter buddy. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah, I had two pictures of a beer and you know a basket of wings and it's so just, great. You know, yeah, you brought you brought your own chaos to the party. You know, yeah, I. I I, I, dr- I tried to drink like a man, and it turns out I'm smaller than that. So <laughs> no, but you're very very Chicago. You drink like Chicago and party like Chicago, but you're also very nice and Midwestern. You know, you wanted to uh, yeah, pull you, it to the just, side. You're right. You're bringing him home. You're driving home. You know, you're bringing. You're doing all kinds of uh, Midwestern gracious things that keep, kind of get you into these situations. You you admitted. Yeah. No, you're right. It is like a very. Yeah, I, I love that part of your story where you talk about like farting in front of the guy, and you're like, you know, my the fatal flaw was letting him stick around for an mm-hmm. extra four hours the right. next morning. <laughs> there is an over accommodating element to that because it's like, um, I feel like when like sometimes with guys with drinking, it's that doesn't like happen, or you can kind of have more like wild or exciting drinking stories because, but it's like. I will get too drunk, but I'm still worried about being that girl. Like that, like, you know, is a pain in the ass for everybody all the time. Mm. But, um, even with that, like over pre like that preoccupation with other people or like trying to be overly accommodating, you still end up throwing up and (laughs) farting. (laughs) Like, it's just like that you can't win. You're, you're screwed either way. You know, you just gotta have fun. Lauren, you were talking earlier about like the writing styles on Cora, and you are you are a writer, and you've actually talked about some of your uh, your articles on the Blackout Diaries, and the crowd always loves it. Uh, CJ, you got to hear this one, Lauren. You did like a deep dive investigative journalism on box wine. Hmm. Is that correct? I did. I um, I'm. Uh, it came up because I did. Uh, Mike Wiley, uh, another Chicago comedian, he had a, has a podcast and we were like sampling all these boxed wines. And mm-hmm. that's when we like first noticed like the like uh, trend of awards where like Franzia has like 90 gold medals. And, right. Like, uh, these. Yeah, it was just all, all these other brands have like 70, 60. And it just didn't make a ton of sense because there's like not 90 types of box wine how are there like 90 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> awards for it it just didn't make any sense and then i'm looking up who i talk oh, I, I talked to someone um at boda box wine that also has a bunch of awards and um they had like a bit uh bigger handle on the history and it turns out it sort of came out of um 
uh, state fairs where, uh, like, you know, best pig, best sort right. of pie, best pumpkin. Blue ribbon. Yep. Yeah, and they just decided to start doing that with wines. And over time, it became also a, a, like a, obviously like a marketing thing and sort of a money grab or like people have to pay to enter these things. So it's like this whole thing now that you can get 90 gold medals. But the biggest, funniest thing I found out, which was in these state fairs, they have these like blind panels of judges who sample wines blindfolded and rate them. But the wildest part is that they can give as many medals as they want per category. (laughs) It doesn't matter. There are no rules. So they can just like, they're just getting like, I mean, I I can't imagine anything else except for them just getting hammered, blindfolded, giving everybody gold medals. 90 gold medals is just hilarious. (laughs) It's awesome. Just, just a happy farmer in but, Indiana. But I, I don't know how there's not 90 different winners. It's one winner getting 90 medals. <laughs> like, you know, 30 it's, medals, whatever. And at that point, they have your money, like, for whatever fair you've entered, like, whatever the fee is. Why yeah. not give them the uh, the medals? Like, it's just, right. like, who mm-hmm. who's, like, not... They've flown in from France all the way here to rural Ohio. They they deserve to go home with something, right? From France to Waterloo. Yeah. uh... (laughs) But that, like, all I want to do now, and it's probably not that hard with a little research to figure to find one within driving distance, but I just want to go to one of those fairs and, you know, Maybe ask around and see what it would take to get on a panel one day. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, get I on mean, the panel, or at yeah. least to get one of these gold medals. I feel like we can make our own tub, bathtub wine and get a get a gold right? medal if we just throw if we just throw it in there. I mean, <laughs> like a blackout diary Merlot, wine. Maybe, I think yeah, would be fun. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's we yeah we. Uh, but we call it Malort. It's just like a, it's like a typo. <laughs> it's Malort, just Malort, Malort and red wine that's mixed, li- mixed that's together. Hilarious. It's horrible. It's really upsetting. Mer- <laughs> Merlort. <laughs> Have, that's fantastic. Have you guys ever heard the story from the Green Mill about that exact mix-up? And the the I don't the legend is I don't know if it's true or not. Right. But that's why Malort no. is so huge in Chicago. Like the Green Mill used to have this manager, like, Southside Irish guy with, like, the thickest Chicago accent of all time, and he was told to order 20 cases of Merlot. And he's, like, talking to his liquor distributor, and he goes, ah, yeah, I need uh, 20 cases of that there, uh, Malort. And the guy's like, 20 cases. Like, I don't even know if they make that much in a year. Are you sure? Because <laughs> you, heard, you heard me, pencil neck. <laughs> they just show up with this. And uh, it was like the yearly supply of Malort at the time. This is like in the 1980s. And the owner of the Green Mill, who's still the owner, he was like, every fucking tourist that comes in, you tell them this is what we drink in Chicago. Because <laughs> it's going to take us years to get rid That's of this hilarious. shit. That's hilarious. I love the Malort industry. Like, about to go back. We're about to close the doors. Go bankrupt. <laughs> well, the dream is over. Wait a minute. <laughs> we just Someone just ordered every goddamn case we made this year. <laughs> That's such a great story, and it's like yeah. the hero of that story. I want to believe it's it. Like, <laughs> it's just us like having stupid accents. Like it's just right. us talking yeah, weird, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and making the best out of it. And that's, that's what Chicago what saved does. The, day. <laughs> the uh, other article I, I do read, uh, of, you know, your articles are uh, amazing. They've been um, they're all over the place, as you're saying. You're freelance. So, so I read a few on Cracked.com, which is a funny 
Very funny website. Um, but Thank you got to talk about the one since you talked about throwing up on dicks. The one about um, penises on fine art and how they've gotten bigger through. Oh, the I love that article. That was too. so funny. <laughs> What penis inflation over the years? Yes, <laughs> because you do see those old ones, you know, Michelangelo. You're like, oh man, you can get a more, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little more complimentary photo of there, you know, before you before you etch them in time. <laughs> it just made me so happy when I saw that that was like a real study. Because every time you like on the internet, sometimes you got to do a little bit of like clicking through things to make sure you're not accidentally. Like right. getting fake news or like misinterpreting yeah. like sure, satire sure. or whatever. But like once I realized that was real, I was like, oh, this is a good day. Like- and what did the study, uh, just for our <laughs> listeners who haven't read it yet, would it, what was this, explain this article and what the study is, please. So it was a art history study. I'm pulling it up because it was from a little while ago. But, um, and basically they were just like analyzing uh, different um, paintings specifically over the years and what they found is like the the dick size in different um it might have been sculptures too um but um in modern art um had gotten bigger so the the dicks are getting bigger essentially um the study was (laughs) depictions of penises in historical paintings reflect the changing perception of ideal penis size so it was a lot of like how kind of like um sort of trends in art and porn have gone hand in hand. Um, mm. And yeah. And, well, and you, you do sometimes hear these claims and I don't know if they're true, but every now and again, you, you know, when you're looking at like Michelangelo's David or something right. like that, David's a famous like, one. He's not super, he's not super well hung. People say, well, well, back then a small penis was considered attractive. <laughs> and I don't know. That, that's always sounded suspicious right, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody trying to, like. <laughs> right. They, they but I that, have yeah. heard that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like they do the same thing with women where they're like, ooh, like Marilyn Monroe was like a size 12. And then you see like Kim Kardashian starving herself to like get into one of her old dress. dresses mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't know this all seems right. like bullshit and you're probably yeah. just like <laughs> trying to sell me something um yeah. oh but what was funny about this study was that the way that they measured like art dicks was by something called penis depiction ratio which was the size of um <laughs> which was the length between the penis and your ear or your nose <laughs> So it was ah, a very like weird way That's of funny. analyzing it. <laughs> so, um, and I don't know exactly why that they did it that way, but I just thought it would be really funny right. if that's how we did it in real life, where it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, you measure your dick from like you know the base to tip. I do it from nose to dick, like nose to know, ear, <laughs> nose to ear. yeah. It's just, right. Um, that you would think. Awesome. I mean, I wonder, you would think if they have a bowl of fruit right there that they just painted. You know, it would be an easy comparison. <laughs> I do wonder if even at like a prestigious university, like this was the study came from academia. Mm-hmm. Like, I would think even at the University of Oslo, when you're first handed this paper for peer review, you can't help but laugh. Like everyone has to laugh, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to believe this is people having fun at work. Otherwise, like, what's What's the point? Like, are you really going to be the uptight, like, dick historian, art historian? Like, that seems... Dick-storian, like yes. Dick-storian. <laughs> dick yeah. Yeah. 
like that. I do think it had to start like for with the when the, the rise of reviews and criticism, mainly from the subjects. Like David, after the sculpture happened, probably was like, "Hey, what the fuck, buddy? Like, could you at least lied a little bit?" <laughs> um. Oh man, this study's pretty funny. I um. Yeah, I hope they drank. Well, like, we... went, went out to drink while they were working on this. You know. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Art, I will say this. When I was in college, art history teachers were fun. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it seemed to be, right. you know, when you looked at the spectrum of all your different professors, like, I, I could hang out with this guy, you know. Yeah. The, the, um, those ponytails. Lauren, tell our listeners. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say those ponytails didn't grow themselves, which didn't make any sense. But go That's on. A, no, I like that line. Cause I like that as yeah. an opening line to the class. Now, listen, this ponytail didn't grow itself. So <laughs> what's that mean? A lot of mistakes back here, buddy. <laughs> uh, Lord, tell our listeners, you're always you're one of the co-producers of our live show. So you're often at the live show every Friday. In fact, I think you're there tonight. Uh, I am. If I'm not mistaken. Um, what are some other ways they can follow you? Um, I post most of my shows on Instagram at, uh, box Fino, um, kind of like boxed wine. Yes. Box Vino. Nice. I had that before the, the deep dive, (laughs) uh, but it was meant to be, um, and uh, not every Friday, but most of them. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, I perform at the laugh factory and comedy bar and zanies and I, yeah, you can. Find my dates on Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. Thanks you for uh, sharing and dick vomiting and all of that and dick measuring and everything everything wine and dick related. Yes. (laughs) And a journey. Yes. (laughs) Fox Vito, everybody. Thanks again, Lauren. We'll see you. Have a good one, you guys. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. Yep, we'll be right back. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. Sean Bear Flanner and C.J. Sullivan. That was the hilarious Lauren Vino who just left yeah. us. Um, I love those stories. And I, and I do love, like, like uh, I think you and I can relate yeah. to this a little bit. Like, there really are ups and downs when you're drinking a partier. Absolutely. And, uh, like, her, um, some of the ups that I have, I've uh, had a drink. I like their box wine stuff as well, too. That was, yeah. That was amazing. That's great. We, uh, I remember Aaron went was dressed up as a box wine for Halloween. For Halloween, I remember that. Yeah, and we had the very authentic uh, <laughs> with the gold medals involved as well. Yeah, yeah, you got to uh, get it right. <laughs> a working one too, by the way. We had the pouch inside the bottle. She had a spout. You know? I mean, it's the best costume in the world for sneaking liquor into a, a bar. You Absolutely, know? I mean, you just walk in, ask the device. Right. Yeah, we would have. Um, I know I've talked about this before. Uh, back when we both drank, we didn't. Um, drink anymore um <laughs> we would you would get we'd get in like combustible arguments but the upside was you would never remember the next the next day you know <laughs> you yeah, know. you're like the you know how like those old couples say like don't go to bed angry at right. each other always go to bed angry but you wake up clean slate <laughs> <laughs> you know she, she come out like what are you doing on the couch what happened out here i'm like you threw me out of bed i did come on you gotta be, i bet you did something you know like you was trying to piece it together <laughs> i bet you did something <laughs> How'd you get that well on your chest? Oh, you threw that ball of mozzarella. You don't remember that one either. <laughs> He's got a good, uh, good fastball. Yeah, third base, third nice third baseman hose on her. Um, so, so that was so that is definitely ups and downs. And you have to sometimes you have to leave physical evidence too. You know, to piece together. Yeah. I remember one time, um, 
One time I was kicked out, I remember, because she didn't think I, uh, she think I didn't show up to a party that she wanted me to go to, and I, mm-hmm. and I did <laughs> show up. <laughs> it actually <laughs> picked her up, <laughs> and I did. I picked her up and drove her home, and we got in a fight. And, you know, she said, I can't believe yeah. it. She packed my bag. She gave me one of those uh, drunk uh, bags packed too. Get your stuff and get out of here. It was like two boxers and a toothbrush. I would love to see what she selected to send. What she packed for you to send you out to the streets <laughs> right. while drunk. Like what articles of clothing yep. she thought were like the six or seven the most essential things right. to send you on your way. Exactly. And then like my only thing that got me my saving grace was that she left physical evidence in the car, like her heel or something. Like, How would I get this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like forensic. She's like, all right, well, you got lucky this time. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, like you're a detective. Right. No, absolutely. Well, how could I, I couldn't have created this in the front seat of the car? <laughs> the best part about that you was, just a, I was, she thought ahead. I was, so then I left because she kicked me out. And then, um, sure. I just went to uh, a poker game, I think. <laughs> you know, just hang yeah. out for and play in the morning. It wasn't, it wasn't too far out of my realm to be out all night anyway. So she was very. Mm. Uh, she wasn't far off to, to assume that I didn't. I never came home. So then she woke up, no, forgot that she kicked me out or that we met up, and just thought I was missing for the night. And then she was actually concerned for me, which was nice. And then she called all her friends and like, every, uh, I got a call. Yeah, yeah, each friend had a different um, answer to her. You know, like uh, <laughs> first she called Bill Donald, who um, who I was out with the night before. He's like, I don't yeah. know. I he, he tell you, he, I gave him some Billy Joel tape, and he was on his way. He could be halfway to California. <laughs> you know, I'm, God, I'm jealous. He called you, and you were like, uh, "How long has he been missing? Twelve hours? No, I don't, I don't get concerned after forty eight hours. You're like a, <laughs> you said like a sock and laundry. I was like, I was like a cop from a 1980s horror movie. Um, you know, I'm like, right. no, you're not calling me yet. We're not sending anyone right. out yet. I need forty eight hours minimum <laughs> for me to file a report. Right. And then our old friend Crocious just thought she, he was calling to get invited to a pool party because we had a pool in the building. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, so this is not for a pool party? Yeah, then no, I don't know. <laughs> um, that was, uh, so that, that was a fun ups and downs. The one time the uh, the box of wine was a famous story, too. Yeah, that that's my, my favorite one. You want to tell that one real quick? Sure, I'll tell real quick. She came up with a box of wine, and um, she was at a work party, I believe, and uh, and she, or whatever, she, work function or something. <laughs> And then she came home, and I opened the door, and she has a box of wine, and she drops it down like a, kind of like a cat bringing you like a bird or something, real proud, you know? Like, I imagine like a cat bringing a, like, I remember a cat brought, we had a cat brought a bird to my mom's doorstep, and my mom's like freaking out, like, get that bloody bird out of here, you know? Yeah. And the cat's like, what? I just, I did this for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she came with a box of wine, and then I was like, where'd you get this box of wine? She's like, you believe it? This guy bought me a box of wine. I was like, what? It's like, yeah, I was, I was having a cigarette, this guy goes, can I buy a drink? I go, yeah, buy me a box of wine at 7-Eleven across the street. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. No, I love this story. I love her for it. It's great. And he's like, uh, <laughs> <box of wine. laughs> 
And he did. And he's like, he goes, and he did. So I took it out. I got it out of the box, brought it home. I was like, what? A guy bought you a box of wine, then you left? Like, I'm pretty sure that's not how he thought that was going to end. And it was still open. Like, she tapped into it on the bus, which is hilarious. Took the mm-hmm. bus, too, because she's very, very thrifty. Um, <laughs> she took a box of wine. But then I was I was trying to feign upset, but I was, like, actually very proud. I was like, this is awesome. Like, jealousy, feigning. Yeah, jealousy, like, yeah, what? Sure. You got, I can't have guys buying you boxes of wine out there. You know, I'm the one I who should be. Have guys buying you boxes of wine. I'm the one who should be buying you boxes of wine. That's my job, you know? <laughs> but deep down, I was really proud. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> this could be a new hustle we run out there. <laughs> so I faded jealousy, and then she was like, you think this means nothing to me? I did this for us, you know? this. You think that guy means something? Means I'll show you what this means. And then she took the box of wine, and she went up to the window and goes, it means nothing. We had this huge window. <laughs> And uh, up on our build, and on her building, and she launches it out the window. Goes, this means nothing. And what floor are you at? At we the time you're on the sixteenth floor. Yep, sixteenth floor 16th of a high floor. rise in Chicago. <laughs> so it reaches terminal velocity after about two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went down, and thank God, it, there was normally a, there's a park, right on a parking spot down there. Well, thank God the car wasn't there, but it just exploded, and it looked like this. It looked like a delicious murder scene. It looked like just like blood everywhere. It was red. Yeah. It was red wine. So we cleaned up the box. So you imagine? So it was an empty parking spot with red wine blown up everywhere. Like Jesus, what happened to Pete in Unit Five Twenty Two? Like his car hasn't been there all week, but I think uh, something bad has happened. <laughs> Yeah, I also like the idea of maybe like a prospective buyer like checking out that apartment complex <laughs> right. at the time. Like, we want a nice, quiet place, and then they just hear, this means nothing. Yeah, anything from 15th floor to the second floor, right, going through. <laughs> That's our uh, recycling program we have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick shoot. <laughs> yeah, if you throw it from a high enough floor, you know, nature kind of takes care of the rest. So we just... <laughs> It's also healthy for the couples to work it out this way, you know. And <laughs> we have healthy workouts. Now, Sean, I imagine you have a few uh, ins and outs of. Uh... I have a few, you know. Jess definitely like when she first started dating me. Loved like, oh man, this guy, he's going to a party every night. You right. know, meeting lots of new people. He's very social, so on and so forth. But then there would be a lot of our arguments, uh, kind of sort of similar to yours. Would be. Um, I'm ready to go home, yep. you know, um, yep, yep, yep. and I, you know, I wasn't, you know, so on and so forth. That's what, always time, have, the, that's what Vito reminded me of, too, because she, she, well, they'll be trying to drink like us, and they're much smaller, because they're women, and then we, yeah. then we were like, well, what the hell, we're drinking, you know. Yeah, time I mean, my wife me is home. Time five to be foot a, two, right. you know, I'm six foot. Time you know, to be a like, man. Yeah. I remember you said, oh, you always said when we were leaving, like, it was always like the president getting escorted into a limo or something like that. Oh, yeah, you, just and, cram, you and Aaron. Yeah, we just cram <laughs> us into a car. Aaron, yeah, because Aaron would be drinking with you. Right. You're a big dude, yeah, and absolutely. you had a, a very high tolerance, all right, so, you know, you're that's... That's that's a heck of a pace horse you're following, right. you know, right there. <laughs> so she would be a mess yeah. at the end of the night, and her friends would all just be pushing her in a cab. And I always said it looked like after the Secret Service after Reagan got <laughs> shot, they're just like throwing right. her in there, and they're they're just like knocking on the like the roof of the cab, like just okay, go, go, like, go. They didn't go. even give it an address. Right. They're like just go, leave, depart. That's my fault. I should have been go anywhere. <laughs> anyway, go but ahead. um, you and Jess. The one time we're at a wedding, I think it's the first time we've gone it's not the first time we've gone to a wedding uh together it might have been the first one we were married we were already married at and uh just was pregnant with our first kid at the time and i'm i'm having uh i don't know if i've ever told you this story she's probably told you it but um 
I'm having a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, all right, I'm pregnant. I'm going to go home. And her mom lived by this wedding. It was a friend of mine's wedding, but her mom lived nearby, so we were staying with her mom. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going out drinking. Right. And uh, go out with my buddies. I get blasted. And I, I just like, it's one of those things where when you're, this is before Lyft and Uber, and you just forget, like, if you get really, really drunk in a rural area back then and you had no plan, <laughs> you're like, you, you might as well be in the Sahara Desert. Right. You know, like, I walk out and I'm like, there's no cabs, there's no nothing. Uh, my friends have all left. I wasn't thinking. I'm like, okay, well, no problem. I'll take. I'll take the bus, yeah. you know, and I'm um, looking around, like, I'm at a bus stop, I fall asleep there, like, a homeless, a homeless guy actually wakes me up, he's like, are you okay, do you need some help, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, and uh, so Jess has called me at this point, she's like, where are you, it's like, you know, fuck four or five, <laughs> right. and I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the bus, she's like, there's a fucking bus in <laughs> <laughs> Dublin, Ohio, <Yeah. laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you're, always, you're, <laughs> you're right. You're you you always count on, uh, on a, a public service like the city. Like, well, I I know it's I know the city won't let me down here. The American Trump public transportation system. Like, you're, they you're, wouldn't want me drunk driving. They, they right. would want to accommodate. Their, this is what we pay taxes for. Yeah. <laughs> to a fault. So she's like, "There's no bus." You're very dependent yeah, on it. There's right. no bus. It's never coming. She's like, "You're gonna have to call like a yellow cab," mm-hmm. and I'm like. Okay, all right. I'm like, I can do that, you know. And uh, but I'm still drunk at the time. Yeah. I call it, and I don't, I don't know why I said this or how I, I don't remember this part. I don't remember any of this. Jess later told me all this, but I guess I call the yellow cab. I'm like, yeah, here I'm at this bus stop. Uh, need a ride, uh, and then I give him the address. Like, okay, we're gonna send a car out right now. I go, uh, one thing, I need it to be a Camaro. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> you called I'm yellow doing- cab asking for a Camaro. Okay. Said I would not do any other, or I, so or I we walk don't have literally. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have a Camaro, right. so I call my wife. I'm like, cabs a no go. They don't have a Camaro. She's like, what? <laughs> cabs a no go. <laughs> I tried, babe. Sorry. What can I do? But uh, they won't meet me. They just refuse. <laughs> they refuse to want my business. <laughs> so. They, I don't know what happens. I do eventually get in a cab. I don't know if a Camaro showed up, if they just mm-hmm. told me they have a Camaro, if I later on drop my requirement. But about an hour later, I must have gotten in a cab. Yeah. Because uh, there's like a banging on Jess's window, and she thinks it's a burglar, and it's me trying to get in. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so she panics. She like runs out of the room and like, right. starts screaming like, ah, la, la, la. And uh, she wakes up her mom. She's like, we're being invaded. You know, we're being invaded. Oh, God. And and her mom back then took Ambien. And her <laughs> her mom, like, rolls out of bed. And her mom would get weird on Ambien. Her mom yeah. just goes, Christ, my oven's broke. And now a murderer's in there. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Comes and she threes. just gets up and walks into the room with the supposed murderer. And Jess is like, wow, she's... Pretty courageous. Really brave. Yeah. Like she's handling this well. Mm-hmm. And she opens up the curtains and it's me like tossing pebbles uh, up to <laughs> yeah. the window. Gently like like you're courting a lover. Come to yeah. Juliet. That's what Juliet comes to the balcony. Thought, in yeah. my head, I thought it would be romantic. You always think throwing rocks is romantic. <laughs> I remember it's, 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 it's always a drug standby for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But, um, 
uh, her mom opens up the curtains and she goes, it's your husband. And she just goes back to that. that that's when Jess right. realized like, oh, she's actually just high on Ambien. She's yeah, not yeah, being yeah. brave. She's right. just, you know. And um, Jess is like bawling her eyes out. She's like, why are you do? Why would you do that? I'm like, I thought it'd be romantic. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really, you know, out there courting you. Um, and she shows me the text that I had sent her. Through the uh, right. while I was walking home, while I was trying to cover about a 90, 90 minute walk. Actually, that walk probably would have been three hours. But I was sending weird texts, like I had yeah. forgotten we had been married or something. I said, uh, "I love you. I want to live with you." We were we were pregnant and already married yeah. and living together for two years at the time. But She's now like, it's okay, official. Well, Sean- <laughs> now it's official. <laughs> now I actually want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just joke. She's like. I was so tired, I didn't even care that he was sending texts that were clearly intended for his mistress. <laughs> like, I just wanted <laughs> right, him right. to quit contacting me. <laughs> I'm finally ready to give to you all of me. <laughs> I'm leaving the old life behind. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes we just don't know when to end the party. That's true. Absolutely. And then uh, we, Lauren uh, got to that in her... Um, story that if she just would have kicked people out guys out yeah, specifically yeah, you whatever partying, you, know, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have boundaries when you you're dating s- a partier or you are a partier right because they're like gypsies they'll hang out with you all day they'll do <laughs> oh yeah right unless unless you directly give them direct orders they find they you know they just assume that it, it, uh, if you've if you're two drunks and you and you have hooked up mm-hmm. i guarantee whichever apartment you i guarantee the apartment you hooked up at is infinitely better than the other person <laughs> right they're there for the because pillows that's how they decided on that so they they are ecstatic to sit around in your apartment for the rest of the day <laughs> yeah they can't believe the number of pillows you have it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing um we have uh a friend adam crocious who i mentioned earlier um mutual friend of ours mutual friend of ours and he um <laughs> he's famous for doing a hang as he says like he will come over <laughs> he'll invite himself over the man who needs no invitation he's known as uh, yeah. in, in our circle and he'll come over and I'll hang and he'll leave until you pretty much tell him okay you need to get out of here like it's like he's the, yeah. I, and, and I don't mean that day I mean it, right. he'll extend it to a multi-day stay yeah. if you don't say that so one yeah. one New Year's actually we we, we went out and she, he um he stayed overnight at our me and Aaron's place. Actually, it was the New Year's Eve. It was, it was, it was in Chicago, so snow in January. No, no driving situation. It was fine. It was like you know, go ahead um, instead of getting back home. So we stayed over, and then uh, so January first rolls around, and the bowl games start coming on. You know, where I kind of just hang over. I think we gave him a call, a bagel or something in the morning. You know, to get the day going, and then. We start, he starts getting into the games on the couch, you know, and then we decide, like, yeah, he's not going to go, is he? Me and Aaron started, and we're like, like let's do a, maybe a little, little social thought experiment here. What if we just never tell him to leave? Let's see how long he actually rides this thing out. <laughs> like, thinking, like, uh, 1 o'clock, 2 you know, 5 o'clock was thrown out there. <laughs> he wound up staying for, like, two and a half days. It was, like, 36 hours. <laughs> and, like... We try to bring up other things like, yeah, you know, for dinner. Ooh, he's like, uh, we're like, uh, man, we should probably uh, maybe go out and go some dinner. He goes, ooh, Chinese sounds nice, you know. And like, uh, he was saying, yeah, yeah, why don't you give me some Chinese? And he's like putting orders in for us to bring him food. We're like, okay, uh, anything you want for this menu? Like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, like making like uh, special dietary requirements. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like shooting down our okay. ideas. 
I think it was Aaron who told me she's like, all right, I got to go out and get a, a you know start of the morning. Right. I got to get out and get a coffee. Does anybody uh, yes. need anything? He goes, Bloody Mary. Bloody sounds Mary sounds like well, no, no Bloody Mary because that Bloody Mary starts a whole new different kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was. We're like, all right, you know what? Let's do it because we were still kind of half drunk. We gave him to Bloody Mary. And that's when the that's when the bet starts. And he stayed another fucking day until eventually we had like, okay, okay, you're right, okay, okay. And it's just like like kind of like a dog. Once you tell me, you know, you whap him on the nose with the newspaper. All right, you're okay. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's no hard feelings. Yeah. I mean, that is the that's the upside of the, of doing it all with drugs. And when he right? says there's get a no bloody, and when he said get a Bloody Mary, by the way, he meant like buy the entire mix, buy the ingredients oh, sure need to make yeah. a fucking Bloody Mary. Men are already buying you boxes of wine. <laughs> right. I mean, wh- how hard would it be to upgrade this to some Bloody Mary? Where's the salary stock? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's uh, well, I think that'll probably do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, we uh, every Friday, 10 p.m., we have the live show at the Lincoln Lodge. Make sure to buy your tickets uh, in advance. Uh, on my end, you can also get my book, Places I Can't Return To, at SeanBearFlannery.com. What do you got going on, CJ? Yeah, um, other than uh, shows, I'll be in Royal Oaks in two weeks. In, actually, probably when this episode comes out, at the at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Our buddy oh, Ryan nice. Ridley's dad's on Comedy Club on Comedy Club. Yeah, legendary uh, mm-hmm. um, comedy venue outside of Detroit. Yeah, so you can follow like, like Lauren. You can follow me on Instagram. It's usually the best one. CJ Sullivan was taken with a bunch of underscores in there. Um, and my other podcast. We're also going to have you. Go ahead. I was going to say we're going to have you out there this weekend in Philly with hooked up with all kinds of recording equipment, <laughs> almost like you're part of a BBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Al Franken. Like nature. Al Franken, yeah, yeah. the one-man recording guy that I yeah. bit used to do in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Everything, yeah, because I'm sure you're going to catch a lot. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, gonna be, I'm, like, I'm the David Yarborough of this, or Peter yes. Yarborough, whatever, yeah. documenting uh, wild animals out here. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So that's what I'll do. I'll report, I'll report back with the wild animals in, uh, for next week's uh, Black Hot Thighs by time in Detroit. That's it. That sounds perfect. Yep. And then like and subscribe to the podcast, everyone. Give yeah. a good review. Five, Five star stars review. and give a good reviews. You have to do it. You have to do it <laughs> for us. It's the only way we can survive. It's, it's an insincere review. We don't care. <laughs> a, podca- a podcast network.